something to make you feel like that. Only Jesus can get you feeling like that, man. That's Holy Ghost joy. Chaka, Washke, Nembro, Shakie, Yahweh, Cheska, Cheska, hey, Cheska, hey, Yeshua, Chekema, Toso, Elohim. Sunshiny days. Yes, the time of the bright sunshine days of righteousness. And all the light of God's word loosed in the mid heavens upon the earth. Here's a great mystery the Bible says the earth will shine forth seven times brighter in those days that 
is now. That is right now. These days, when the Word of God shines on earth from the heavens seven times brighter. Brighter than what? Brighter than the sun. Which means we have not seen anything yet in the charismatic church. We haven't seen anything yet in the prophetic movement. We've seen a little something something. It's like a maybe a down payment of future revealings. It's maybe less than 0.1% of what's coming from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God that are one in the heavens. Now they're going to pour forth as seven on earth. What's on the earth? The Spirit, the blood, and the water. And these three are in agreement. And what's in heaven? The Word, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. And these three are one. So where there's oneness will come forth seven times greater glory, seven times greater brightness than anything we've ever seen before in the history of God's Word and His Kingdom and His prophets and priests and judges and kings of all time. It's the seventh day revival. It's not a revival in church. It's not a revival necessarily in the earthly. It's a revival in the heavenly of a people that have overcome the world. A people that have conquered. Now this leads us to our first verse tonight. Revelation 3, verse 5. Now listen to this. Conquerors will march in the victory parade. Their names indelible in the book of life. I'll lead them up. Just say up. That's where you're going. And present them by name to my Father. Interesting is Jesus Christ in red letters speaking here. He's not saying the name of Jesus. He's saying your name. <laughs> Doesn't say the name of Jesus. It's not about the name of Jesus. That name is already King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's about your name getting there, possibly. And what is this great overcomer and conqueror's gift? Jesus, the high priest and apostle of all faith, saying your first name and your last name to God the Father. Now think about that. <laughs> This is what it says now. Revelation 3, 5. I'll, Jesus Christ speaking, I'll lead them up. Which means you got to go up. 
problem with all the rebukes of the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation 2 and 3 is the only problem is they're all earthly. Even the one that he says you're not doing anything wrong, just persevere. What's the perseverance? You're still on earth. You have to persevere into the heavens. They weren't doing anything externally wrong. That's what Jesus said. It's only one out of seven, so it's probably not you. But what he said to them is only persevere to the end, which means keep going. Oh my gosh, keep going. Don't grow weary in well-doing. You have to persevere to the end. The end of what? The end of you and the beginning of him until you can't see yourself anymore. And you only see him all the time. You can't even think about yourself. You'll never even look at yourself because you will be forgiven of self, which is original sin, and you'll only see Jesus in the brightness of his glory. I'll lead them up. Thanks be to God we have leaders leading people up instead of just flatterly. We're going up vertically. You know, it is like flat earth out there because they just lead them flatterly, sideways, to and fro like Satan in Job's book. Right? That's terrible leadership. God doesn't like that. God expects people to lead up. Now, you have to be up to lead up, which is why leaders don't lead up. Half the time they lead up, they're trying to save principalities nowadays. Trying to save demons. Asking Lilith to have Jesus enter her heart. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like trying to ask all the fallen angels... Samael, will you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? In the kingdom of Samael, trying to save the demon gods by ministering to them. Now, that sounds crazy to half of you. Some of you are hyper-grace people. But that's what they're doing out there now, guys. And they can clothe themselves in starlight and deceive the prophets. Real prophets that are now false prophets. Why? Because they're up there illegally without crosses, getting into all kinds of dumb crap that's not the true path. But here's the true path. I'll lead them up. So you don't have to sit there and worry about all the Christian iniquity you learned in churches your whole life, and you're fearful and paranoid about the moon and Mercury and Venus, and it sounds like a David Bowie song to you, like some kind of necromancy. Jesus says he'll lead you up. I know the path is completely filled with lies and flies and demons and devils and liars and sorcerers, which is, that's why no one goes up. No one goes up because they're scared. The sorcerers, the witches, the warlocks, the necromancers of Egypt every big bad wolf that we've been warned about in 2,000 years of Christianity is in those realms. The previous generation said, don't go up into the second heavens. The second heavens is the devil. That's what they said. And that's why you believe it. Because your leaders told you that. I tell you what. Most of them are dead now, aren't they? Are they not dead? 
the ones that said that. Look around, try to find them, they're gone. Now it's time to go up with Joshua and Caleb. Now it's time to be led by Jesus into places you don't want to go. Peter, when you're younger, you can go to and fro in your little baby bottle. You can go to nursery, you can go to church, you can go to happy clappy time, patty cake everywhere. You can do that when you're in nursery. But, Jesus Christ said to Peter, when you're older, someone stronger than you is going to bind you and take you places that you do not want to go. <laughs> or like, we want to go to the moon, but we want to do it in our terms. We like the space crap, but we want to do it in our terms. Ain't never going to have it. You're going to do it in Moses' terms. That's where you really get them. You're going to do it in the terms of Moses and the Lamb. Which means it ain't going to be on your terms. It ain't going to be your way. It ain't going to be your interpretation. It ain't going to be your opinions. <clears throat> or the little liars you gossip to. Or your little secret backbiting groups that slander celestial bodies. You know they're around here. Slanderers of celestial bodies. I know it's none of y'all. You guys only are perfectly honorable all the time. <laughs> but there's people around here that slander cosmic bodies. They speak negatively against leadership that's of Jesus Christ. Now I know it's none of you, you guys are all perfectly honorable to leadership all the time and you love authority and you, you love all the kingdom ranks, but there's people out there that hate authority. They despise leadership. Probably not you, but so just duck and let it hit the demon behind you. You can say, get behind me, Satan, and he will obey you, but I tell you the truth. This is what you're going to deal with when you are led by Jesus Christ in the red letters of the book of Revelation. A people that have their own opinions and ways about everything in the New Testament or in their own lives, in their cultures, in their flesh, in their what they're taught by their families and it's like just instilled into their DNA, into their clay. And so you're going to be leading a very, very stubborn people, seven times more stubborn than Israel and Egypt. Why? Because it's like 4,000 years later of DNA mutilated through rebellion and sorcery under the fallen angels. So it's the worst genetics, literally, of all time. <laughs> How many of y'all know Jesus' genes, his gene pool, the cup of the new covenant, the blood of the everlasting covenant is still all good. His blood's all good. His spirit's all good. His water's all good. Which means in order to make it in the cesspool of the nation's gene pool that are so mutilated from sin that they're just totally barbaric and can't see into the realm of the spirit. Like zero, negative 9,000 seerability. Ministries Worldwide International. 
Negative 9,000 seer anointing. <laughs> so we literally see like barbarians in a Neanderthal spirit, which is just locked in stone tablets, just imprisoned inside matter and elements, barely have faith for anything in the invisible realm that rules the visible realm. Now, it is that bad. I know it's not that way amongst people that have pressed in and washed their hearts and minds and drink the living water and are in love with the river and they're obedient to Elijah and they're obedient to the commandment of Jesus Christ and they love the Holy Ghost and they're faithful and honorable to the blood and they love the living water and they're going up because they're being trained up. There is a remnant, no doubt about it. But we're here to destroy everything else. So don't sit there and defend the people that God wants to burn up. He's going to burn them up with agape love. Your word is a flamethrower. Now, Jeremiah 20 says, Your word is fire in my bones. So we're like, man, that word that's fire that's burning up red corpuscles in my bone marrow. I don't know about all that. It's making me really uncomfortable the level you're burning in the commandment of Jesus Christ, the living word manifest by the seven spirits of God, blazing through your holy temple. Calm down the fire. Tolerate sin and sinners. Pretend iniquity is love. And just throw a cold blanket on anyone that begins to burn at hotter levels. That's the temptations you have from your wives, from your husbands, from your carnal children that don't even know any better. They're just born with a sinful nature. They're all trying to water you down and you can't be watered down in the fire of your true love. You must burn hotter in the holy fire of divine love regardless of anything outside of you. You're only held accountable to the measure you've burned in heat and light and fire of God's love, which is the full hatching of the kernel of the Word of God mixed with the sun blazing in your souls. You ain't going to have a heat brighter than the noonday sun until you have a heat that is the noonday sun. Now people say that's some wild stuff, but it is the truth anyhow. Over 240 verses in the Old Testament about the sun. Or you say that's Torah, Moses, because that's all they had when the Old Testament was the sun. Now in the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit. You're a liar. You're a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You don't only just have the Holy Ghost. Now you also have Moses. It's not just Holy Spirit to reject the Old Testament. I was around those heretics. I was around these Pharisees that completely rejected the wisdom of the prophets and rejected the wisdom of Moses. You know what? They're totally demonized. Totally cursed. Truth anyhow, the overcomers are standing on Mount Zion with Moses, singing the song of Moses and New Covenant so you can chill out the Lamb. We like the Lamb, but you add Moses and people lose their freaking minds. Why is that? Because Moses 
mapped out the planetary systems of creation. When you begin to touch Moses, you begin to touch the moon. When you begin to touch Moses, you begin to touch the sun. When you touch Moses, you get touched by the planetary systems and stars and their angels. If you do it with the Lamb, whoo! It's seven times brighter. Truth in you. So God gave a blood covenant to Gentiles and the Jews were separated for a time, Romans 11. And the time of their re-ingraftation is now. It's true. Therefore, all Israel shall be saved. Romans 11, it is written. Now that's a lot of cryptic speech, but you need that because some of you actually have wisdom to understand it. So we speak in a mature language amongst mature believers. And there is a remnant here that are called the sons of God who speak wisdom, now learning great wisdom. Amen. And the great wisdom is a son language. A great wisdom is the wisdom of the luminaries and the law of the sun, moon, and stars before Leviticus. Genesis chapter 1. There is a law of the sun to govern the day. There's a law of the moon to govern government, guys, right? Government to govern the night. It is written. That's exactly what Genesis 1 says. God created the sun as government of day. God created moon as government of night. Now, if you just reject the prophets, if you reject Moses and say the Jews can have that, Jacob can have that, Israel can have that, the Hasidic communities in Manhattan can have that, Israel and Jerusalem below can have that, The Hasidic communities in Moscow and London can have that. That set the gold standard in the city of London. They can have all that. Guess what, guys? You will never have your Christian inheritances. You understand that? Isaiah 60 says, They will eat the inheritance of Jacob upon the mountaintops. How do you eat the inheritance? of Jacob on the mountaintops. That means you have to embrace all the prophets and all of Moses in the Lamb of God. Now we got the Lamb of God. We got a Gentile church down here in the earth that loves dressing up in wedding dresses and pretending to be the cosmic bride of Christ because they are prophetic. That's about where we're at. We're at the level called Circus Freak Show. I'm not going to lie to you. That's accurate. Circus Freak Show. And it ain't a good thing. She's naked. She's drunk on some other spirits mixed with the Holy Spirit. She's covered in scabs and bruises. She's got gum in her hair. And we just pulled her out of the gutter. That's the American Bride of Christ. And it should make you cry because it's accurate. And it's usually because of the circus show of the immaturity of the terrestrial prophets who have a prophetic calling that haven't gone higher than what's tolerated inside your little circles and cliques of like-minded prophets. The Lord rebuke you prophets. Get a life. 
You need to burn down the boxes. You need to challenge all your friends. Be controversial. The fact that you're so established and welcomed and you got 10 million people that embrace you on Sid Roth and the Elijah list shows that you're Laodicean lukewarm and you've lost your prophetic edge. You're not challenging people to go higher. It's a pat yourself on the bat club in the prophetic circles of the USA. It was once controversial. You've become complacent prophetic people of the world. God is going to irritate you out of complacency and I'm trying to articulate it accurately. He's going to irritate you out of your sleeping complacency. Amen. Hey, you're going to be angry about it. You're going to be offended 3,000 times because you did everything James Gall told you to do in the seer book and you got the whole library in your charismatic houses and you done everything right. But to the church that's done everything right, Jesus says, persevere. You're still earthly. Keep going until you're heavenly all the time with eyes open flashing fire which is stars okay we know twinkle twinkle little star there's a lot of christian songs about stars wise men following the stars it's been around a long time it's just kind of a no-go zone we just don't go there we don't talk about the deep things of heaven we talk about the surface things of earth and it's like everything's established okay don't step on any toes don't be offensive brown nosing people pleasing abomination everywhere and that's exactly how it is and don't be the opposite of that don't just go and be confrontational because you hear a joel's bar be spirit led it's also madness to just get fueled by seer anointing of the true prophets of God and just go and be a goofball because you heard of Joel's bar. Develop Jesus in you. Get wisdom. Wisdom will kill the beast automatically. Wisdom's way, not your interpretation's way through your carnal senses and reasoning. That's madness. That's pride. That's hearing in the flesh, interpreting in the flesh, and then acting it out like serpents and snakes by your own effort. That's not Christianity. The word must be deposited in your spirit and you must lose control to the ghost of Jesus. If you're still in control after hearing the word of God, there's no fruit from that. You're hearing, not understanding. Seeing, not perceiving. Otherwise you repent and become cosmic. It is written. Return to the high house penthouse cosmic house and you wouldn't be terrestrial you'd be celestial but because you're hearing and not understanding because you don't understand how growth works you're still carnal anti-christ unspiritual unwise interpreting through the brain in the natural uncircumcised senses meaning your dogs under sorcerers looking for witchcraft to tell you what to do outwardly instead of actual Christians. You're not even Christians. That's not Christianity. That's paganism. Christianity is seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping 
in inside your spirit. And if it doesn't hit your spirit, it doesn't touch you. It's in the grave clothes. You're looking to the realm of the dead to produce the fruit of the living, which is madness and folly. Okay? You can feel it. Now, if you can stop resisting the Holy Spirit for five seconds and let the word go into the new creature, and if you don't have a new creature and you're just twice dead out there because of sin and religion and rebellion and drugs and alcohol and every dumb thing you can do under the sun, ask the blood of Jesus to be poured on you and angels will judge you to see if you're worthy of salvation. Without the blood, you can't have regeneration. Without honoring the blood, drinking the blood, honoring the water, drinking the water, honoring the Holy Spirit, drinking and obeying the Holy Spirit, you cannot grow in light. You can't repent. Axes, they're granted repentance unto life. Notice it says, God chose to grant repentance, which means sometimes he chooses not to. I know your religious demons go crazy on that because they're not able to repent. But it is the truth anyhow, and that's exactly what the Bible teaches. Which means the angels can look inside your crooked hearts and see if you're sincere about God or you're just selfish and greedy, disloyal, unfaithful, fornicators with religious spirits pretending to be good people in the realm of the natural, suck-up anointing, brown-nosing, totally unbelieving, adulterous and perverse, stubborn, wicked generation of hypocrites and pretenders play-acting spirituality and loyal to evil spirits. And that's true with everyone before they get real in the cross. Now, some people don't go into that, so some people can stay loyal in the cross from birth. These ones are born and remain in Zion. But I have found in this generation of iniquity, there is so much betrayal to the leadership and the authority of the Holy Spirit, His blood, and His water, that people leave the river, and they go out and they fornicate with demons almost all the time, usually within 24 hours of asking Jesus in their heart. The same week, they're involved with the same lust spirits. They might not be going to the crack house. They might not be going to the heroin den. They might not be going to the strip club. They might not be slowing down on Skid Row to buy prostitutes. But the spirits are still allowed entry after there's a physical removal of the host bodies, which is the same sin. It's the sin of the older prodigal, who's the hypocrite, who's still outside the father's house. You still have the same spirits out there in the wheat field as the younger prodigal who's physically there in the pig trough. Same exact spirits, y'all. Same exact sons, both brothers. Neither of them in the father's house, the Bible teaches, Luke 15. But it's the same devils. And so the self-righteous hypocrites of iniquity of the earth dimension have yet to realize how depravity being in the terrestrial and allowing the guise of those spirits entering into their souls has made them 
card-carrying members of the Whore of Babylon. Because it's adultery with the spirits. God sees the heart. What's the heart? The spirits. You might see just carnally because of a Neanderthal spirit, because of crooked, wormy DNA. So you have no ability to see spirits whatsoever because your DNA is so crooked and that's the reason why God and his fire and his word can straighten your DNA to see angels all the time. I counsel all of you to purchase ISAV so you can see all the time, which means every overcomer is a seer all the time. That's what Jesus Christ said in Revelation 3. It is written. So a true overcomer sees angels all the time. Why? Because they're living in the angelic with the ophanim, the eye angels of God. Amen. And if you're not, it's because you made yourself I am. So you have no eye of I am because of your own stubborn witchcraft, sorcery, and pride of religion. So you're anti-Christ and not Christians. Okay? Truth anyhow. Now, if you're Christians, you can't get offended by that, but if that pricked you, it's probably true with you. So let the angels forgive you by pouring the blood on you. They're the ministering spirits of the blood, the Bible says. Now, I think you people probably just think, oh, it's just something I speak, and I'm just here as a temple, and I'm just a very powerful son of God. I'm a very powerful daughter of God, and I wish that were true, and we want to make you that way. And when it's true, you'll be brighter than the noonday sun. You'll be with the archangels constantly. Amen. You'll be helping the apostles a thousand times more financially. Truth anyhow. You'll be helping the apostles a thousand times more in the cosmos. And that will happen in the future times. Problem is we have a judgment of ourselves that we think we're way more mature than we actually are. And you're not. James Gall is not even close to as mature as people think the prophetic could possibly go. Since the cap is Bill Johnson, Bobby Connor, Brian Simmons, and James Gall, and many others that we honor and love and totally, genuinely respect as the leaders of the previous generation. This generation is predestined foreordained to go further than all of them can even imagine right now. And that's the problem. Their cap is basically the first step of the cosmos, the moon. The cap of the prophets in the charismatic church is below the moon. It's true. They sing about the skyline. They sing about the firmament, which means sky. They sing about those realms that are below the moon. The charismatic church has zero grid for cosmic Christianity of the kingdom age. The prophetic church of America of Bob Jones and the Kansas City prophets has zero grid in Bethel or Morningstar for what's available in the realms of the overcomers of the cosmic heavenly angelic sphere. But it is the truth anyhow. Now, I want to read some stuff to you guys. Matthew 5:45. The 40 verses of the sun, S-U-N, every single time as God's and yours in righteousness. 
It's never once mentioned negatively. It's always positive in each and every reference. But it's a realm that the charismatic and prophetic church, even those who acknowledge apostles, David Hogan, oh, yeah, we're into the apostolic now. Not even close. I will say that again. Not even remotely close. Church age apostles are not even 1% of kingdom age apostles. Trothenia. Because it's still terrestrial and not celestial. They don't even have the moon as their foundation in the apostolic of the church age. So, God is going to burn it up. All the good, all that have been used, every single person used of God, if they turn back, they're not worthy of me, which means you gotta keep persevering. Those of the charismatic church, the prophetic church, the apostolic church in the earth that's been faithful, holy, no outward sin. If you don't persevere, Jesus Christ says you're doomed. You're doomed. It doesn't matter that you're not doing anything wrong. That's exactly what he says. You have to keep going. You have to keep going higher, upward. He commands it. Otherwise, until you have a foundation of the moon in your belly, celestial cosmic garments, all your apostolic prophetic Christianity of the last hundred years of Pentecostal history on earth will mean zero. You'll be burnt up and judged like you've just been a sinner like everyone else. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has been thrown down into your buildings made by human hands. And he is furious because his time is short. Which means he won't even be in the terrestrial much longer. But the Bible says, Revelation 12, 12, Rejoice exceedingly and be glad, you who dwell in the heavens second heavens in the spheres and realms of the overcomers now the reason why there's so much animosity against the sphere of the overcomers is because giants have occupied it the cosmic wickedness of giants is called principalities and some of you right now are under their influence and that's why it's so hard for you truth anyhow so just break those cables and cords off your flesh and your soul and your spirit Get set free and come into the Prince of Peace out of the principalities. You're going to have to or you're going to be exposed as sons and daughters of the devil everywhere in the charismatic church. There's a reason why you're still terrestrial after a hundred years of Pentecostal giftedness. It's because the second heavens still has your cosmic promised land because you haven't gone up there yet you have all the gifts of the spirit in operation. Woo! But are the gifts of the Spirit to stay in the terrestrial? Absolutely not. They are to get you into the celestial. And if they're not used for the upward heavenly calling, your whole promised land above your head, in the moon, in the sun, in the stars, is given to principalities. So it's the charismatic church that has made the principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, in spiritual second heaven heavenly places exceedingly strong and large by the forfeit of 
their charismatic promised land. The promised land of their charisma. They have denied and rejected going into the promised land, which is the heavens. Truth, anyhow. Which is the sun. Which is the stars. Which is the sapphire pavement of the Lamb of God. Amen. Moses went on sapphire pavement and ate with God face to face. What is the Lamb of God? Greater than Moses. He has become our pavement to the Father. I am the sheep gate to the Father. We've done it theologically. Most of these teachers and pastors of the church age have straight up given up. And their teaching is complete failure and error. Like there's no promised land at all. We'll settle in the terrestrial forever. There is no path to the moon and to the stars and to God's throne. They have given up, thrown in the towel. They have fully surrendered the promised land of new covenant, Lamb of God, sapphire pavement to the fallen angels. That's why you're dealing with an exceedingly stiff-necked, stubborn, and rebellious people everywhere in born-again, charismatic, Pentecostal Christianity because they've settled in the earth. They've settled in the wilderness. The earth is the wilderness. The new earth is not, but the new earth only comes about by the new heavens. Truth in you. New earth, new heavens. Okay. I'll turn this on. Dead silence. Had no background music. I can hear your thoughts. I'm trying. <laughs> Matthew 5.45 To show that you are the children of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his son. Let's just say it. His son. His son. His son. This is Jesus Christ. Red letters now. Matthew 5.45 Jesus says, For he, his fa- your Father in heaven, he makes his son rise. <laughs> Jesus said the son was Father God's verbatim, red letters, Matthew 5.45. Do you believe Jesus? Let the charismatic church and the prophetic church of America believe the red letters. He makes his son rise on the wicked and the good. That's why the wicked have used it. Until we rise as good, as acceptable, as perfect, as people sanctified by his word. People sanctified by his teachings. People sanctified by his commandments. People sanctified by his blood. People washed in his living water. Amen. So Jesus said the wicked would have a part in the sun, which is Freemasonry. Absolute, the abuse of the luminaries and the synagogue of Satan. Freemasonry and the synagogue of Satan are arch enemy. Truth anyhow, this is the wicked who use these planetary powers and spheres of ability, sun, moon, and stars, and are evil, Jesus Christ said, are wicked. Now, God has allowed that only for a time. He allowed the angels to do whatever they want for a time. 
He bound some in chains, put some in rocks, bound some in Tartarus, bound some in the abyss. Most of them he allowed to wander. Why? Because they have an inheritance in sin. God said to the serpent in the garden, which is Samael, you will crawl on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. So he numbered his days in the dust, which is the serpent's life. If you remove the dust, there's no more serpents. Our job is to get the sin out, sanctify ourselves, so that Satan stays out. If you stop, if you stop sinning, you stop being demonized. If you keep sinning, the demons grow in you until you're gone. That's why some of you just go from bad to worse. It's because you have demons and you keep feeding your demons. You have to stop feeding your demons, your evil spirits, and the fallen angels. Otherwise, they grow in your life. Okay? Truth anyhow. And they grow through the abuse of God's creation. Okay? So, the demons have a purpose of the inheritance of dirt and dust, which is sin. Their job, according to God's commandment in Torah, crawl on your belly and eat dust. So the demon tormenting the sinner is only doing his job. Because God commanded all demons, all fallen angels, all evil spirits to eat sin. That's what God said. Don't look at me like that. God the Father said after the fall in Genesis chapter 3, your job, fallen angels and all ranks and types of fallen angels, Lucifer, all of them, every name that can be named. Your job is to devour sin. Okay? Now that's what God said. So if you sin, you're a part of the devil's kingdom. First John says anyone who continues sinning has not known God. Why? Because they continue to perpetuate demons every time they sin they feed demons every time they lie every time they cheat and steal every time they withhold finances and offerings it's true every time they mismanage finances time attitudes every time they sin with their mouth with slander gossip you feed the realm of the demonic exposing that you're still a child of the devil and if you're not, then why are you feeding demons? What's the duality? Because you have not been circumcised and allowed the old part of you to fall off. That's why. You have not given the serpent the dust that he deserves. You are clinging and retaining to dirt and dust, which are sins, secret, known, and unknown, and that's why you're cursed. Jesus undid the curse the issue is you're not in Jesus you're in sin so stop sinning get into Jesus and all demons are gone now it doesn't mean the demons won't try to chop your head off like Apostle John and all the apostles were murdered by wicked men it's called the martyrs the book of Revelation talks about martyrs that's a totally different realm that's if you're suffering for glory and righteousness but that's usually never what infants in Christ suffer for. Infants in Christ are like the church of Corinth that suffer because of their own sexual immorality and lust. That has nothing to do with God. That's you being a sinner who still loves the wages of sin and the pleasures of lust. 
fornication and false love and religion. They love religion. People love religion everywhere because it makes their flesh feel good when they practice self-righteousness, which is the murder of Jesus. They like killing the king of the Jews by practicing self-righteousness, crucifying him all over again because it makes Satan in the religious flesh feel good. That's what Hebrews says. They kill him all over again. Yes, exactly right. So religion is the killing of Messiah. We know that. Religious people kill them. Religious people continue to kill him to pleasure demons in their flesh. So you can't get any more evil than what all y'all are coming out of already. Truth or not? Okay. So his son rise on wicked. So that explains why people are paranoid, schizophrenics, and fearful about the cosmos and sun, moon, and stars. Because the wicked have them. But, he says, and on the good. We forgot that part. Sunrise on the good. Father's son in the hand of the good means the wicked get burnt up. That is where we're at in Matthew 5. In New Torah, the New Commandments of the Lamb of God. It is a sapphire pavement of the red letters into the sun to practice the Father's goodness. Amen! Then he says, Jesus Christ speaking here, and makes the rain fall upon the upright and the wrongdoers. Which means there shall be a rain of sunfire Notice it's the same sentence there. It's no period there. It's commas. And then the rain will come on the wicked and the upright. Which means you'll have judgment upon wrongdoing if you practice the goodness in the Father's Son. We've been trying to do it down here in the earth under the sun. It don't work, does it? You could protest in front of the White House, in front of abortion clinics, the next 10,000 years, and do nothing. Get a life. Jesus said, get into the sun, and then bring the rain upon the wrongdoers. If they don't receive this teaching, if they don't learn cosmic righteousness, they'll never do anything, even though they hog all the finances all the TV time, all the resources, and hold captive the souls in their strange fire works under the sun that half of you people still support because you're deceived. Woo! Truth anyhow. Now that's just one verse. 39 to go. Now this is Matthew chapter 13, verse 6. But when the sun rose... They were scorched. And because they had no root, they dried up and withered away. Which means they had no teachings of righteousness. They had no foundation for what Jesus actually said in the red letters 40 times mentioning the S-U-N. Because they had no root and it was just all iniquity out here. Your own little New Testament interpretation with no root, with no understanding of the cosmos, with no stone tablets in your heart of moon and sun and Mercury and Venus 
and Jupiter and Mars and Pluto and Saturn and Neptune and Uranus because there was no roots of the word written on the creation story of Genesis 1. There's no internal tablets working. There's no actual stone tablets inside the ark. They have no root, and when the sun rose, it scorched them. Do you know what's going to happen to the prophetic and apostolic church of America? They're going to be burnt up and scorched by the S-U-N of righteousness. Because they've rejected righteous teaching altogether. And if they haven't, good. Then let it be written upon the moon. Let there be actual repentance of actual rising. Otherwise, you're just liars. You're just fakers. You're scoundrels and pretenders. What is a pretender? Someone pretending to be in right standing with God when what I'm saying today is available. People that are looking at leaders saying, like Kevin Zadai, like James Gall, like so many charismatic leaders. And the Zadai guy is a big one. All the guys on the Sid Roth show. Truth anyhow. Are we against them? I'm against immaturity pretending to be maturity. I'm against the terrestrial pretending to be prophetic and apostolic. It's an abomination. It is an absolute travesty that the standard on Sid Roth is terrestrial. Truth anyhow. And that we look at that and we call that leadership. And it's absolutely unbiblical and not what Jesus Christ taught. Jesus the Messiah taught you must have a minimum to teach new Torah in the S.U.N. bridegroom's chambers. The foolish should be out, which are foolish teachers out here. People that teach outside the bridegroom's uh, chambers are called fools by Jesus Christ in the red letters. That's accurate. What are wise men and wise women? The ones who go into the bridegroom's chambers, which isn't church. It is not church. It's not in the earthly. Psalms 19, Jesus Christ was directly referencing the Psalms. He said, the psalmist says this, the prophet said this, Moses said this. He quotes Deuteronomy all the time. But he was directly quoting the psalmist when he gave this parable and said, the wise would go into the bridegroom's chambers, which the Bible says in Psalms 19 is the Son, S-U-N. Which means any teaching, any preaching, any leadership in Christianity, I don't care how pretending, how mature it is in the prophetic, how apostolic they claim to be. If it is not in the S-U-N, it is not in the bridegroom's chambers, it's folly and not wisdom according to Jesus Christ. Which means you people in the charismatic church have fools for teachers. Fools, 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 fools. Not me calling them fools. Jesus Christ the Messiah. Any teacher, preacher, leader in the charismatic church that is not in the Son is a fool 
it doesn't mean he's necessarily a, a, a false teacher. It means he's a foolish teacher. He might have stolen oil. He might have stolen righteousness. He might have stolen blood and water. He might have stolen spiritual goosebumps. Because what she was doing outside the sun was stealing from the one who had an intimate relationship with the stone tablets on the inside, trimmed wicks, full of fresh oil, learning how to produce the anointing of the anointed one in the inner man. And Jesus came at a certain time, unexpected right now. (laughs) You should expect it, but they're looking elsewhere. They're looking to Donald Trump. They're looking to the Republican Party. They're looking to how to make money during a financial crisis that's created by cosmic warlocks. So they're looking to put band-aids on junk down here, and they talk about prophecies and dreams and visions. And they could be from God. They could maybe not. The issue is, the big picture is, in the sun or out of the sun. Right? That's what it boils down to. In the sun, remnant, overcomers, wisdom, wise men, wise women, who are God-inside-minded, and have gone into the bridegroom's chambers to grow from wisdom into great wisdom. Now, that's what Jesus Christ taught. It's clearly written in the Word. It's never happened before. We're pioneering it alone in Red Letter Ministries. True. After us, I tell you the truth, there will never be a terrestrial form of Christianity. It's arch enemy. It's arch nemesis. And it will burn, and the fire itself will burn them into obedience. You know that's true. It's not like, oh, just judgment, kill everyone. No, it's in measurements of fire, burning everyone with the stars and their angels, Genesis 1, so that the fire punishes your folly. The fire punishes your killing, stealing, and destroying. Your fire punishes your madness. Your fire punishes your actual immaturity that you think is maturity. And as the fire burns it up from actual maturity in the sun, there's a discipline upon everyone. So some will rise that were never even in the prophetic streams, that never heard of Bob Jones, that never were a part of the Kansas City prophets, that never went to Bethel or Morningstar, that never read the final quest. They will rise simply out of an obedience to the law of the luminaries. And they're going to be pulled down by Christian workers of iniquity like half of you watching today that are still self-righteous hypocrites and foolish virgins. But the other half of you that are going to go into the sun are going to burn up the other half. Jesus Christ said it's 50-50. The red letter said half of them will be outside, half of them will be inside. Two will be grinding at the mill, one taking one in. He said 50% of his Christianity of his New Testament believerhood would burn and go to hell. You understand? That's what he he said. There'd be wolves, 50% wolves, 50% sheep. There'd be tares, weeds, 50% tares, 50% weeds, 50% wheat. Jesus Christ read letters. He said 50% would be wise. 50% would be foolish. Now that's a huge estimation in Christianity right now because what I've experienced is 99% foolish and maybe 1% wise but I think that's because of the pioneering ground 
He says half the Christians are going to make it. The other half will be terminated with Satan and his angels. Now, you know that's biblical, right? Don't look at me like that. No, that's Jesus. That's new Torah. You're fighting new Torah. What about you? You better let him burn you up. The issue, if you make it, is choosing to be chosen by allowing him to burn you up. The baptism of fire is ever-increasing glory. Resisting the fire of things that are uncomfortable to your selfishness is what disqualifies you for salvation. The fact that people have a personal interpretation, it's only through greed and selfishness that we have interpreted the New Testament individually. I don't interpret it individually. That's why I'm persecuted. You interpret it individually. That's why the demons leave you alone. Truth in you. That's why you've, most of you have never known persecution in America, and I've only known persecution in America for my righteousness and my glory since day one. Truth. Most Christians never experience persecution, or they say, well, look, we're getting persecuted in Washington, D.C. We're getting arrested now. That ain't persecution. That's foolishness. Absolute madness. The persecution will already be gone with the foolish because they're going to get burnt up. This whole continent is set aside and set apart for righteousness. And the sons of righteousness will manifest here. This whole continent was set aside for the giants of faith, for the luminaries. I know these fools want persecution on American soil. I know there's Christians excited about that. You are total flaming idiots. You need to be scorched with sunshine. You need to be burnt up with new Torah, with the rays of the sun upon your lying brains full of maggots and mold. You are so far off. God's interests during these days are Goshen's, demon and fly-free zones, where people live in the righteous glory of the moon and the sun and the sapphire pavement of the Lamb, which is the full manifestations of the Shekinah glory on earth as it is in heaven. You know why we haven't had the physical manifest glory stay? Because we don't have five people on the planet practicing righteousness yet. Not even five. Not yet. We will. But because of the stubbornness and the amount of New Testament in you people that resists the new thing that God's doing, which isn't the new thing, it's the original thing, it's actually Genesis, Genesis 1. <laughs> Enoch didn't have Torah, did he? Enoch was a thousand years before Torah. That's why Enoch's a different flavor. Torah came through Moses a thousand years after Enoch, which is all about the first law of the sun and the moon and the stars. That's why it doesn't even make sense to most people because it's even beyond the wisdom of Torah. It's perfect. It is actually the blueprint of overcoming death, which means you're going to have to go through New Torah, prophets, Moses, then Enoch. And then Enoch is just like, oh yeah, kindergarten's book. But I know most of you read Enoch and you understand less than 1% of it. Why? Because you don't understand the New Testament. First and foremost, take the New Testament into the cosmos, have it written on the tablets of stone that are already in your heart, just dormant in darkness because of your agreement with sin, which is serpent food, so the demons have legal permission to keep you down in darkness and not arise and ascend. 
You have to repent and clean your heart by the words of Jesus, by the blood and the water and the spirit of truth. He'll lead you in the truth. Where does the spirit of truth lead people? To the apostles. Duh! Every single time you find someone growing in the New Testament, the Holy Ghost and the angels 100% of the time led them to mature Christians. How do people come into RLM? Through angels. How do they leave RLM? Through demons and selfishness and lack of sacrifice. 100% of the time, guys. This is not complicated. It's simply understanding the New Testament as new Torah of the commandments of Jesus Christ. God's not doing a new thing. What is written remains written, and it will never change. It's just going to become personal and real to you what is written in all your hearts and minds and flesh. That you don't get a new, different way in your spoiled brat USA. Spoiled, rotten Americans, which I love so much as an apostle sent to America. I'm telling you guys, it's because of how complacent and spoiled we are that we are not interpreting the New Testament, New Torah, accurately. That complacency, that sleeping, that ease is what caused you people to sleep in sin and not press in any deeper because you already got it so good. We are exactly like these people in Revelation 3 that say they are rich, that say they see, that say that they're well-clothed, Walmart to Gucci, whatever you're into. It's like well-clothed in Walmart, and it's nice clothing compared to some other places. Look at some of the clothing in the poorest of the poor. But even them, they're getting Walmarts now in third world nations. We're clothing the whole planet. And they say now, I'm clothed nicely. You're still naked in God's eyes until you're clothed in the heavenly sunshine. Clothed in the sun means you're not naked by God's judgment. Revelation 12.1 A woman clothed is a woman wrapped in the sun. If you're not in the sun, you are wretched, poor, pitiful, blind, and naked. Truth anyhow. So, what do apostles do? Clothe you. With what? The sun. Because there's no other clothing written in the Bible. What are you clothed in? Doctrines, theologies, religion, demons, dust, dirt, self-righteousness, pride, lust, immorality, idolatry, self, lovers of self, greed. What are you clothed in? Religion, are you clothed in the doctrines of the apostles, but still yet not in the sun, the bridegroom's chambers? You're the biggest hypocrites in the world. The ones clothed in the teachings of the apostles in the sun, those are the remnant. The ones that only hear the teachings of the apostles, but are not clothed in the sun, are the biggest hypocrites, deceivers, and liars of all time. Of all time in the history of the world. Because this is the climax of the ages, the maturity of the times. This is the time of the most mature sons and daughters of God 
of all time. This is the time where God's going to produce thousands of Enoch's. You need to hear that now. Hundreds of Enoch's at first. I mean, I don't even have 10, but we're going to have 10,000 times 10,000. We will. We will get her done. No matter the cost, no matter the persecution, no matter the neglect, no matter the attitude of the Laodicean church, no matter the prophetic cap on what they deem as mature on Sidroth, none of that matters. What matters is God will have Enoch's. And they're not going to come through the same platforms that's accepted in church buildings in the charismatic church. They're not going to come from the church. They won't, guys. They're going to come from outside the buildings made by human hands. They're going to come from the highways and the byways. Go and tell the people in the highways and byways, in the fields, in the bars, all these other non-religious places to come into the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because the ones that were invited were not worthy Jesus Christ red letters, which is Christianity remaining terrestrial. Christianity remaining in all of its charisma in the earthly and rejecting the cosmic, rejecting the moon and all the planetary systems around the sun. Because of a rejection of that, of being clothed in the sun, they reject the wedding garments. If you study it out, what are the wedding garments? The sun. If you're not wearing it, you're not actually married to Jesus at all. You're pretenders. That's true. When the sun rose, they were scorched. Why? Because that's the true bride of the Lamb, clothed in the sun. Revelation 12.1, it is written. Matthew 13.43, just 37 more verses here. Then will the righteous, this is Jesus Christ, red letter ministry. Then will the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, shine forth like the sun, S-U-N, in the kingdom of their father. Let him who has ears to hear be listening and let him consider and perceive and understand by hearing. So the ones that are actually right with God will shine forth like the sun, clothed in the sun, shining in the sun, which means they ain't on earth anymore, Toto. They don't have earthly doctrine. They don't have church age doctrine. They have kingdom doctrine. They have kingdom manifestations. They're cosmic. They're solar. They're lunar. They're powerful. They're angelic. These are the realms of angels, guys. And if you don't have it, you're charismatic workers of iniquity and your arch enemy. And don't think these people out here that resist Red Letter Ministries and attack Red Letter Ministries are not arch enemy. They are arch enemy. We wrestle not with flesh and blood only. Which means it's mostly flesh and blood. Mostly flesh and blood. Matthew 17, 2, And his appearance underwent a change in their presence, and his face shone clear and bright like the sun the full manifestation of Orjaris, the full throne of the Lamb revealed in the earth sphere. And then he put back that body of humility right back on again when he went down the mountain. 
but he revealed his cosmic celestial self to them on the mountain. But he was hiding that person on the inside of his flesh all the time. That's Yahweh Seveat. <laughs> Matthew 18.6 But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in and acknowledges and cleaves to my sunshine to sin and get into iniquity, they'll be sunk into the depths of the sea. Paraphrase. Amen. Matthew 24, 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, which means the little light you had from the New Testament, which came from the sun in you, will be darkened, which means false Christianity Charismatic Christianity that remains terrestrial won't even have sun light at all. There'll be no light. There'll be no Holy Spirit light whatsoever. It will go into gross darkness. So the leaders that are not following the true sons of God predestined for ordained leadership, which is absolutely RLM, watch. You've been warned right here live. Watch them go from bad to worse. You will start to see a darkening of all of their teaching because they're remaining terrestrial by not coming under God's celestial authority through the manifesting sons. All this stuff in Zadai, Kevin Zadai, all this stuff in James Gall, all this stuff in all the prophets and apostles, Elijah List, all of them, guys, all of them. I'm telling you now, all, all means all that are in the terrestrial, that have not come up into the celestial, this is how you gather them out of Egypt, the earth. They'll be darkened. They'll realize they're going to need a higher heavenly teaching. God is going to dim the lights on them, remove the grace that's been upon them for the church age of their portion of leadership. He's not doing it out of anger. He's not doing it out of frustration. He's doing it out of necessity because now is the time for the cosmic celestial exodus for everyone to walk on the sapphire stones of the Lamb of God above the sun. And anyone that doesn't, doesn't actually obey or like Jesus at all. They obey and like their forms of Jesus in the earthly that they could control and have big ministries and be on God TV and sound real fancy and immature and just ooh and ah people like the sorcerers of the book of Acts. Most of these charismatic warlocks have become like the sorcerers of the book of Acts. Truth anyhow. Mark one thirty two. And now when it was evening, after the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those under the power of demons. So when the sun sets, they'll be sick and under the power of demons. Mark 4, 6, And when the sun came up, it was scorched because it had not taken root. Mark thirteen twenty four. But in those days, after the affliction and oppression and distress of that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. It's dealing with all Christian New Torah iniquity that now God's going to require cosmic righteousness at a minimum level of Enoch in the sun. Amen. Mark 16, 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, that is, after the sun had set, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome purchased sweet-smelling spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. 
No son, death. Mark 16, 2. And very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. By then, the sun had risen. S-U-N. And then interesting. The resurrection of Jesus directly attributed and correlated and synchronized with the rising sun. Jesus is the sun. <laughs> the sun is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Truth and now, the New Testament is the new sun. Luke 4.40 And now at the setting of the sun... Indicating the end of the Sabbath, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands upon every one of them and cured them. Where did the sun go? Inside him. What did he do with the sun? Cured everyone. Drove out demons. Truth in you. Luke 13, 7. So he said to the vine dresser, See here, for these three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it continue also to use up the ground to deplete the soil, intercept the sun? Sun blockages. And take up room. Which means people that don't allow the New Testament to shine and the brightness of the sun. Son of Righteousness, New Testament, Sunshine. Those that block the sun are the ones that block everyone from entering the kingdom of heaven. Word heaven, kingdom of the cosmos. We have the kingdom of the earth and we call it Christianity. It's arch enemy. Arch enemy. The kingdom is the kingdom of heaven. We have yet to practice the sun in the kingdom. When we're clothed in the sun, practicing it in the heavenlies, then we'll be in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not on earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Don't tell me about going around laying hands and it's the kingdom. God is saying, come up here. This is the time God says, if you don't rise, you'll be destroyed on earth in your dust and your sin and your rebellion and disobedience. Woe to those inhabitants, Revelation 12, 12. But rejoice exceedingly, those of you clothed in the sun, wearing the actual wedding garments of the bridegroom's chambers. You'll be blessed beyond belief. You'll get all the inheritance of Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, and of all the prophets. You will have the inheritance of Israel in the cosmic angelic heavenly sphere. But if you remain earthly, you will lose your lives. You will lose your salvation. It's true. Three years. Three years. Should it continue also to use up ground to deplete soil and intercept the sun? <laughs> Block them from rising into the sun and being clothed in the sun. Iniquity that you call charismatic Christianity, which is actually the worst form of Jezebel down here. Iniquity is what blocks you people from being clothed in the sun. Intercepting the sun 
is what blocks you from the realm of the overcomers. And it's all false Christianity in the guise of the gifts of the Spirit and prophecy and good teaching and all the junk on God TV. Truth in him. Luke 21, 25. And there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Jesus Christ, red letters here. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars. Isn't it interesting? Jesus said the signs and the wonders, we're looking in the earth, but Jesus said would be the sun, moon, and stars. Luke 21, 25, Jesus Christ said the signs and wonders would be the sun and the moon and the stars. Truth anyhow. So we look for those signs and wonders that Jesus said in the Bible there would be the sun and the moon and the stars in your lives. Right? Don't look at me like that. That's what Jesus said. You've read that before. Oh, man. Truth anyhow. Let's see that one again. I could feel the devil reacting to that one, couldn't you? Luke 21, 25. There will be signs in the heavens, in the sun. It's exactly Amplified Classic. Signs in the sun, signs in the moon, signs in the stars. Which means the signs and wonders of Israel, the signs and wonders of the overcomers, the signs and wonders of real Christians will be sun, moon, and stars in your lives. Amen. (laughs) Those are the ones with attesting signs and wonders. Well, that's what he said anyhow. Luke 23, 45, While the sun's light faded or was darkened and the curtain of the Holy of Holies of the temple was torn in two. Notice, when Jesus died, the sun was taken away. You ever think about that? Luke 23, 45 says, When Jesus breathed his last breath, and Josephus writes, It was midday, noon. Darkness filled the sky like it was midnight. There was no sunlight the moment Jesus died. That's written, Josephus. You can Google that. The sun's light faded and it was darkness. It was like midnight at noonday. Because Jesus Christ is the sun. (laughs) Which means the wedding garments means you're clothed in the sun. Otherwise, you are fake Christians 100% of the time. John 5.35 John was a lamp that kept on burning and shining to show you the way. And you were willing for a while to delight sun yourselves in his light. The light of John the Baptist, this goes into the actual original Greek, John 5.35 Amplified Classic. The light of Elijah, John the Baptist, the light of the Elijah was... The Bible says the sun. S-U-N, sun. Truth, anyhow. Which means the friend of the bridegroom is clothed in the sun because he's the friend of Jesus Christ. The forerunner of actual righteousness. And not the fake crap you call Jesus down here in the earth. Truth, anyhow. 
Acts 13 11 and now behold the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind so blind that you will be unable to see the Sun what's blindness no Sun what's blind leading the blind no sunshine no Jesus Christ no God godless total darkness no sun for you acts 13 11 to be blind is to have no sun both spiritually and religiously truth anyhow acts 26 13 when on the road at midday O king i saw a light from heaven surpassing the brightness of the sun that's father's son <laughs> that's the seven times brighter this is jesus christ surpassing the brightness of the sun flashing about me lightnings the sun and its lightnings not just orjares not just the tiferet but all the stars flashing about him and the father of lights all the sunshine of the star of god the father brighter than the noonday sun because he's transfigured at the right hand of god that's why in acts 9 he's brighter than the sun but notice until he's glorified he's just the regular old sun and that's exactly what we've read today from the bible acts 27 20 and when neither sun nor stars were visible for many days and no small tempest kept raging about us all hope of our being saved was finally abandoned hope is connected to the sun and the stars and you can interpret that carnally or you can interpret it mystically with wisdom the sun and stars are hope hope comes from the light of the sun and the stars when there's no sun and no stars there's no hope why do some of you have no hope and you're hopeless because you have no sunshine and starlight in your spirit soul or flesh be wrapped in the sun be wrapped in the stars loose amen first corinthians 15 40 there are heavenly bodies sun moon stars okay apostle paul now first corinthians 1540 there are heavenly bodies sun moon and stars and there are earthly bodies men animals and plants plants are earthly bodies isn't that cool heavenly bodies sun moon and stars but the beauty and glory of the heavenly bodies is one kind while the beauty and glory of earthly bodies is a different kind apostolic pauline doctrine complete separation of the above world and their glories celestial glories and the below world and the terrestrial glories how many all know the celestial rules the terrestrial if you have glory in the celestial sun moon and stars you'll have glory in the terrestrial men animals and plants and that's how you apostolically rule the universe amen (laughs) amen 
Thank you everybody for supporting the new PA system in Africa. Within 24 hours, we are able to raise $4,000 and I think that's remarkable. Let's just give ourselves a round of applause. No, it's actually very commendable. I'm actually kind of shocked. You people are serious and I appreciate you. Sincerely, thank you. And may God pour out blessings on you because you've remembered the poor. Cornelius' house, he got so much more of God because he remembered the poor. We're going to make RLM Africa so rich that it won't even be like given to the poor anymore. But right now, we thank you for remembering the poor. Those days are coming where the Kenyans might remember you Af Americans. <laughs> when they remember the poor. <laughs> Amen. There was one time I had Shadrach and the church take up an offering for RLM Africa to remember the poor here. Because there's a lot of piss poor Christians around here. And I'm not saying that derogatory. I'm saying that because it's true. A lot of lukewarm, terrible disciples because we're so exceedingly complacent. I tell you what, when you start getting serious about advancing the kingdom, fueling the kingdom, giving to the cosmic tribe of Levi, pioneering righteousness and the actual standard of biblical Christianity from the teachings of Jesus and the apostles in the Bible that are unknown in the current standard of American Christianity, I tell you what, you're going to have revival because you're going to have actual leaders that are actually mature. So some of you, it's just an act of faith to begin supporting what you've read in the Bible as true maturity, as true cosmic signs and wonders of maturity. And you're going to have to separate from what has claimed to be mature by the masses because it's absolutely immature. It's actually total diaperhood. And because the body of Christ is led by infant prophets and infant apostles, we're in this current state in America, being ruled over by warlocks and sorcerers of the dark magic arts. And until we acknowledge what's available in the cosmos, it'll continue to be terrible for people that are the born-again Christian race. So the biggest act of, act of repentance is with your finances in supporting actual maturity that changes the nations. It's supporting cosmic righteousness. And if you're not doing it, you are part of the problem supporting the old that can't do anything to make new. Only the heavenly cosmic Sanhedrin has any government. There's no real authority or power in the terrestrial. It all comes from the celestial truth anyhow and you will know them because they'll be clothed in the sun amen they'll be in the bridegroom's chambers which is the realm of wisdom the wise virgins go into the sun from that realm you will learn great wisdom and become the leaders of nations not the leaders of just christianity the leaders of every aspect of society in the kingdom of heaven over the earth in Jesus name understand how you spend your money where you support your money is what you're choosing as your government and if it's in the earthly 
demons is all you'll get every time because you've chosen the earthly iniquity instead of the heavenly kingdom of God. So don't be surprised when you suffer all kinds of turmoil. Woe to the inhabitants of earth and the supporters of the earthly. Woe to you. Because you have rejected the heavenly and the apostolic government of the heavenly Sanhedrin and the covering of the Son, which is your only clothing from God. Amen. So we need to awaken and realize righteousness and to support and fuel righteousness and take it seriously. It's your job. Your job is to support and fuel kingdom celestial righteousness. 11 tribes are businessmen. Levi is the cosmic priesthood of Melchizedek, the order of the law of the luminaries. Which means if you're doing your job, even as sons, growing as sons, it is to fully bring the sacrifices for one reason, the advancement of the kingdom of your Father in heaven and his light through the path of sapphire pavement. And until you understand that as your mission, you're going to be lost and lukewarm in the earth, thinking offerings are just some mundane optional thing. It is government and it is kingdom business. Just like you can't have the U.S. government without paying taxes, you cannot have a kingdom government without bringing sacrifices to the tribe of Levi. It's the total rejection of the celestial government by refusing to pay the labors of the priests in the cosmic heavenly sphere. And the more you give, the more you're covered by the sun. It's a principle, guys, and it's totally in the word. So we command repentance spiritually, mentally, morally, physically, relationally, and financially in all your houses and marketplace and relationships and your ministries into the sun to be clothed in actual wisdom within the government of the bridegroom's chambers. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's raise that other thousand tonight for Africa and let's have a a treasure house that overflows. Amen. So we can upgrade everything everything beyond imagination how about a professional theater for 300 a gideon 300 for the government of god in minneapolis how about that professional video professional workers on the audio and the video and all of it like they do on movie sets like they do on the mandalorian yeah think the mandalorian like they do in hollywood Think about that for the tribe of Levi that ministers to you every single day at Joel's Bar. There is no cap to how big we can get if you guys do your job in responding to us priests doing ours. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for your angels to help you rise into the sun and be clothed all over the world as you learn cosmic righteousness and put on the sun as your wedding garments of the Lamb of God in Jesus name. Amen.
Turn the thing off. Or look at the audience. There they are. Ha 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 ha. Or I'll just put on the join RLM group. But I gotta read this one. We ended one verse too early. I gotta read this. First Corinthians fifteen forty one. The sun, S U N, is glorious in one way. The moon is glorious in another way. Have you ever heard the Apostle Paul explained as teaching the sun is glorious and the moon is glorious? This is 1 Corinthians 15.41, Amplified Classic. It's the most accurate scholarly translation of the original Greek into English. The sun is glorious in one way and the moon is glorious in another way and the stars are glorious in their own distinctive way for one star differs from and surpasses another in its beauty and brilliance amen